0: Welcome to the Council of Trend Podcast, a production of
1: Catholic Answers.
2: Hello
0: and welcome to the Catholic Nerds Podcast, your undisputed source for quality Catholic nerdery. This is Scott.
3: Mary.
4: Cody. Colby.
0: Join us for a dispute of multiversal proportions as we settle once and for all, which is better? marvel or dc this is only possible because joining us today is master catholic apologist and debater mr trent horn welcome to the show trent
2: thank Ooh. you for having me i'm excited to be i'm excited to talk about this, this is fun <laughs> i just got done finishing today actually i did an interview with an atheist on infinity and the kalam argument so it's fun just to talk about fun stuff and it's late at night too so (laughs) i think i have enough brain power to to talk about that but it'll be fun so well
0: we need you to like tie your arm behind your back and um you know the mental version (laughs) of that (laughs) be kind to us
1: don't let scott fool you he is a true nerd in the real sense yeah very good very
0: good. Now we've uh, we've built up our uh, Titanic struggle pretty big here, but um, we're going to need you to take it easy on us. Okay, um, even Not though that we're clearly, all up at all, <laughs> even though you've clearly given us the high ground of Marvel, I guess. <laughs> Not to throw shade, sorry. Shots fired.
3: <laughs> so, so he's your team, DC.
2: Well, it, it really, it, it depends on the the medium and the format. But sure. I think in general, I prefer more of the, the epic and almost even cosmic elements of DC. Comparisons I've made in the past is that the D, DC comics is sort of like the stories of ancient Greek mythology come to life, basically. Mm-hmm. That it's the gods have come down among us. Uh, I mean, there's the the DC video game, right? Injustice 2, Gods Among Us, right? That's the DC characters. They are these larger-than-life figures going up against larger-than-life foes. So I guess the elements in Marvel that I've enjoyed are those things that that parallel that in DC. So, for example, I was really jazzed to see the trailer for Doctor Strange 2, the Multiverse of Madness. And the fact that Spider-Man No Way Home and the Loki series have opened the door to the multiverse because the multiverse was a huge thing in in DC Comics. I mean, it got Mm -hmm. so bad that they had to reset everything in 1985, Mm -hmm. With I think it was 85, with Crisis on Infinite Earths because Mm -hmm. of just all the nonsense that was was going on (laughs) with that for continuity. So see, and that's why, well, when it comes to, uh, so I'm really excited for for that i uh what was the last movie i think i maybe it was shang chi i guess was the last marvel movie i saw oh no it would have been spider-man is that sony yeah. marvel yeah. whatever uh yeah <laughs> right
4: know. sony marvel it, it's marvel
2: <laughs> yeah so um and i bought tickets well ahead of time well worth it um it's hard now though that like i'm getting into it a little bit looking at the trade like i probably should have just not watched the trailer but i can't help it because now i am thinking ahead of like Things they're gonna do in Doctor Strange two, and like they might include what's called the Illuminati, mm-hmm. and so that would be the multiversal council of like, uh, you know, Reed Richards, Charles Xavier, another yeah. Iron Man, uh, you know, that the multiverse will be represented there. So when it gets big like that, I like that, but I, I don't like the the episode, you know, the comics about when the Fantastic Four went on unemployment. That is a real storyline. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I mean, and I appreciate I know like like why is Spider-Man so popular? It's because his comics and his stories. Why is he such a popular property? It is because he is the most relatable. You can't really relate to Batman. You right. can't relate to Superman. You can relate to Spider-Man, though. And so I give them props that relatability. But with the way I like these stories. I I like him just to be above and beyond, you know?
4: Yeah. I think that is why, like, I think you hit kind of right on why more people are drawn to Marvel versus DC. Or at least at the moment. At the moment is because (laughs) of the relatability, like Marvel. uh, It it seems
2: that it's, it's, it's always something that, you know, I could actually see that happening. Well, look at the first Marvel movie, the MCU to start out to do their reboot, to get things working in 2008 with Iron Man. Mm -hmm. It's just Here's a guy who made weapons and he feels bad about making weapons. So he makes a weapon to stop the people who have the bad weapons. Right, We're not doing right. some crazy multiverse. Eventually we get there, but it's like, yeah. It wasn't good.
3: completely improbable. No. It was potentially possible.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Ben yeah. Kingsley was the enemy in, in what? Iron Man 2, 3? Which one was it? Ben he?
2: Kingsley. Oh, in Iron Man 3, he plays the man. Yeah.
0: I mean, that completely destroyed Gandhi for me, but that's also <laughs> that's also a foreseeable kind of thing that they dragoon this actor
2: into being this this bad guy. Right, well, that was very controversial. And he wasn't
3: really a bad guy. Yeah,
2: right. (laughs) And that was very controversial in Iron Man 3 because you think, oh, he's going to fight the Mandarin. The Mandarin was a very... I mean, the Mandarin was really like... Maybe kind of like the Lex Luthor to to Tony mm-hmm. Stark almost in the comics. Not, I mean, not to
0: be confused with the Mandrill, <laughs> right? Not <doing> the mandrill. <laughs> Which is one of the worst villains ever. <laughs> well,
2: we'll get, to, we'll get to that soon, yeah. yeah we'll, get, we'll have to get to but, that, but uh, no, I mean, maybe, maybe Justin. Han- now, Justin Hammer's a goon. He's, I mean, he's a rival, he's a goon in the movies, he's a rival, but really, when you think of like who was the person that really went up against Tony, it was the fact that the, the Mandarin had magic and so was able to really counter tony's technology in the comics and he has mat- rings he could do anything he needed to with and blah 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 uh it's so those that was, that was i remember that i remember people being really mad like that's not the mandarin <laughs> and it was funny how they um retconned that in shang chi yeah uh, by bringing ben kingsley back and revealing the real mandarin, the real mandarin. yeah uh, so I, I thought that that was neat that they um they did that. But even there, that's where we, you're right. They tried to keep it still grounded. But eventually Iron Man creating this large universe, he can't. His armor becomes yeah. this magical nanotech that can do anything. <laughs> right. And, um, and that, that
4: part didn't even get really get explained. Did they just kind of brush over Oh, I use nanotechnology. It? Yeah, it can okay.
1: yeah it, I guess I'll be the lone wolf because I would actually argue that Batman is probably the most relatable superhero because really? he is the most human in a way um i mean iron man to an extent yeah because he was just a rich guy that had the technology but there
0: sounds like are... you're describing batman or iron man
1: <laughs> yeah i mean well, well yeah
3: the same guy
2: just iron man i would
1: also argue i would also argue with batman he lives with the principle of subsidiarity he served his own community to an extent right so that's <laughs> what i'll argue and I'll, until I'll
2: he end. ends up with the justice league doing all kinds of crazy shenanigans the super friends justice league no i gotta i'll push back on that because i give you that he doesn't have powers like spider-man has these powers right but spider-man the way he acts uh, he acts like a 16 year old or a 20 year old who has had these powers dropped in his lap and he's trying to figure out what to do like if you read the actual like bio of of bruce wayne he has like four doctorates has trained in 15 different martial like he literally he has like a doctorate in chemistry a doctorate in you know all these other like criminology and forensics he's trained in 15 I just started training I did a martial art tonight and he's like done he like decided when he was eight years old he's gonna master 15 <laughs> different style, fighting styles and you know it's like it becomes it becomes a bit you know and then the, but that's the thing why he's not the reason Batman's not relatable is like when you and I are in a jam, we we're like, oh no, what do we do?
1: But Batman, Batman was always knows. like,
2: I had a plan for this. <laughs> <You know. laughs> I counted on that. And
0: I read recently, was it is Flashpoint, uh, where you have Thomas Wayne as Batman? Yeah, so
2: yeah, so Flashpoint is that I think that was a 2000, say 13 comic series comic run. That was when the Flash goes back to save his mother, uh, Nora Allen. Destroying and everything. It, well, yeah. And in doing so, he alters the past in large, significant ways because, uh, you know, he kind of creates like a time quake, if you will. So he sends Superman's pod off course, and he prevents instead of Thomas and Martha Wayne dying in Crime Alley, it is Bruce Wayne who dies in Crime Alley, which leads Thomas Wayne to become a, a murderous Batman And Martha Wayne to become the Joker because he has a psychotic break. So uh, yeah, the yeah yeah, the 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 animated film is pretty solid. It is a pretty solid adaptation of the comic uh, source material. Not all of. I'm trying to think. What was the one? There was a recent DC animated film. Basically, the Biff
0: Tanner of of the Batman world at that point because he owns all these casinos. Yeah.
2: Yeah, Biff Tanner went around, you know, killing Joker goons and stuff like that. No, there was, what was it? There was a DC animated adaptation. I was super, pu- oh, it was Injustice. Mm. It was the DC animated version of Injustice. They, you know, they, they did that movie and I was ready to, to watch it. I told my wife, like, I'm going to be up watching Injustice. If you want to watch with me, I know you won't. So, uh, <laughs> you know, but then I looked it up and I, I saw the reviews on Amazon, was like two stars. I was like, uh oh, I go online. And it's just an absolute train wreck. It tried to cram like five years worth mm-hmm. of story and leaves out the bad, leaves out the good stuff, botches things. It's just absolutely awful. But the, the DC animated Flashpoint is pretty good. I showed that even to Laura and she and she, uh, yeah. and, she yeah, and that, it, uh, that
4: brings up a very interesting like point to talk about whenever we get in more Flashpoint. into it. Well, not Flashpoint, but, but the idea of the comics versus the, the, cinematic. The, the cinematic universe yeah right um because i mean arguably uh, arguably the marvel cinematic universe is is like the best cinematic universe there is right oh i mean
2: it it it, it is it, like well what's it, interesting well i don't know it's funny it's like it's that and like the monster the the universal the monster verse from the early 20th oh, the century, universal studios right?
0: monster yeah universe?
2: because that was the original yeah. one with the mummy yeah. And Wolfman, uh, Wolfman, just, they all lived in this. They all lived in the same universe. So with yeah. Abbott and Costello, Creature
0: from the Black Lagoon. Yeah,
2: they they tried, they tried their best to to resurrect it, and it just one one going to happen. So um, Marvel no Marvel, dragon. well, Marvel yeah. figured it out. They're like, oh, we have a plan, and we're gonna have a yeah. plan for yeah. the next ten and fifteen years. And DC is like, quick, do something. <laughs> right. <Who> React, they <laughs> the DC. They're making millions of dollars. And they're trusted with these decisions and they're just so bad at it. So (laughs) I mean, it's, it's, I will say like
4: there are two DC movies that I really enjoyed uh, that I can think of. well actually three now. Um, But uh, Aquaman was actually enjoyable. I really, I did enjoy Aquaman. And then the yeah, first because Wonder it was, uh,
2: it wasn't Aquaman, it was Aquabro. That's why it's enjoyable. It. <laughs> probably.
4: probably. <laughs> yeah, probably. But then the first Wonder Woman, I, I like, that was actually yeah, an was entertaining good. movie. And we had such high yeah.
3: hopes for the second one.
4: We really did.
3: And then it devastated
2: <laughs> us. Oh, I didn't even <laughs> go see it. I, I yeah. read, I read the reviews. There are a lot of, there's <laughs> a running good. list of movies that I just have not bothered to see. Yeah. Star Wars yeah. episode nine is one. Wonder <laughs> Woman 1984. I just don't have time for movies that are that are bad. I used to have time for bad movies, but yeah. now it's like, no, nah, I just want to watch things that are that are and good. Then, well, here's then... the thing with D.C. They should not. I don't know. No, they, they you can't be like Zack Snyder. Make a dark, gritty superhero universe. No, people don't want that. You can you could take a different tone with it. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't have to be. We already had dark and gritty. That was Watchmen and Watchmen was a good movie yeah. for what it was, for what it was yeah. trying to do. But with these properties, they're not meant to be dark and gritty. But you, I mean, you can play them in a different way than Marvel. That's the thing that DC never learned is that, yeah, you, they're like, well, we're not going to be Marvel. You don't have to be Marvel, but you don't have to be this like depressing dreck. And a good example of that would be a great, probably the best Superman film mm-hmm. I've ever seen is a DC, DC animated movies are actually pretty good, which is ironic that like the DC animated, they, they get right and the live action, they don't. And that would be a, a film called All Star Superman, based on the comic mm. run All Star Superman.
0: Oh, no!
2: Oh, it's great. And so, in that comic run and in the movie, it's about Superman is dying because Lex Luthor has tricked him into overdosing on solar radiation. And the entire movie is just about Superman setting his affairs in order. That's mm. it. <laughs> and now there's fights and there's monsters and crazy stuff. And the movie feels a little rushed. You're like suddenly this monster solar computer comes out of nowhere. You're like, what, what was this? No, right. uh, you know, because <laughs> it's hard to take a comic run and put it into a movie, but it's good. And what I liked about it was look up, but like, well, you can look up right now, even like look up the cover, All-Star Superman, the cover for All-Star Superman. It shows Superman just sitting on a cloud thinking.
0: Like Mary Poppins.
2: <laughs> it's a great image. And the, I forget who it was. Morrison. Yeah, I mean, there, there it is right there. And what's great about it is that one of the creators of the, the series interviewed him. And he said, like he saw like this guy at a comic book convention just like sitting like that at a dress matter of someone else. He, he described described as almost like a shaman-like experience. And what is neat about it, he said, is like normally when you want to depict Superman, you show him like rippling with muscles, standing, his chest puffed out, bullets bouncing off of him. But if you were truly invulnerable, you just relax. Yeah, you would just sit, you'd sit on a cloud and just relax because you're invulnerable and nothing can hurt you. And that makes it neat to see the, the invulnerable man, what he's truly vulnerable to. So that's a great one. Uh, I haven't seen it yet, but there's another one based on the comic run Superman man of tomorrow uh, or whatever happened to the man of tomorrow, uh, which Mm -hmm. I heard that movie was actually pretty, that film was actually really good. That series, because people say you can't do a good Superman movie. Yes, you can. Yeah, I mean,
0: I grew up with the Southkind kind brothers, you know, Superman one and two, I guess the Richard Donner, oh, the
2: Donner movies. Yeah. yeah. And those are great because it's interesting there because that just focuses on you have to understand who Superman is, uh, that that you understand uh, the rules that he, he plays by the hope that he inspires. Another good animated film that gets this well is Superman versus the elite. It's where Superman faces off against these four vigilantes and the public turns and supports the vigilantes because they execute super villains. and the public says well yeah superman puts them in jail they just get out again and they kill people like superman's a, a wuss and then superman acts like he's gone crazy at the end like you want to really see me not be a wuss and helps people to see because superman is all about pulling his punches like mm-hmm. he, he knows he could turn some people into jelly if you punch them and, you know so that's what he's concerned about but yeah in the snyder verse it's just mopey man it's not Superman. It's mopey man
1: i think it was that, even that's one of the one things of the i actually re- don't. Go, ahead. go ahead i'll say one of the more recent ones like that made it was at the end whenever they you know he was fighting zod and you know wager in his face off it was like this massive shock because everybody's like well superman doesn't kill people right right so it's like this, this massive yeah. twist and and who his, his image is that it, yeah it was kind of like a like what was the goal with him doing that you know
2: right it's like oh i'm subverting expectations so Mm -hmm. no you're not not unless you haven't built yourself up to it or you're trying to make a particular point it's still better than when superman and lois made out in metropolis amidst (laughs) it'd be like if i rescued someone at 9 11 and i made out with with this person while the firefighters are running around all (laughs) these millions of people are dead and now i will say this with bat now batman versus superman is not a good movie uh it's a bad movie (laughs) Yeah. But what was sad about that one is I had high hopes for that actually going into it. Mm-hmm. And the first scene is actually pretty good. And that is the scene when Bruce Wayne arrives in Gotham and is trying to go to the Wayne tech tower in Metropolis. And he's like, I got to I got to call Jack. I'm like, who the heck is Jack? It's supposed to be Lucius Fox, whatever. Who's Jack? I don't know. And I don't care, but he, he's driving there. And, What's cool about that scene is like Ben Affleck. Everyone's running away from the collapsing buildings and he's running towards it because Bruce Wayne is a disguise. Batman is who he really is. Mm. Bruce Wayne is the, that's the difference between the two. Clark Kent is who Superman really is. He is a bumbling Smallville farm boy. That is who he is. And Superman is a disguise he puts on when he fights space monsters and bald uh, millionaires, you know, (laughs) But Batman, that's who he. Since he was eight years old, that's who he is, and and that's a disguise that he wears. Is that actually a nod to this in um, the third Dark Knight film? What is it, Batman? What's the third one? Dark Knight Rises, right? Where he's dancing with Anne Hathaway, Catwoman, and he's like, "You're supposed to wear a costume. What costume are you wearing?" He's like, a "Billionaire, playboy, philanthropist." Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's right. That is the costume <laughs> yeah. he wears because yeah. that's not who he really is. So seeing that in the beginning when he's like rushing in there and seeing this, the contempt he has for the space God that destroyed this city in the blink of an eye, that was awesome. And then it all falls apart because Lex Luthor is being played by Daffy Duck. What? Wait, the guy, what was the guy? There was the guy who was was, Jesse Jesse Eisenberg. Eisenberg. Yeah. He. Right. right. Here's how you could have fixed that in (laughs) the social
0: network. Lex Luthor. No,
2: that's it. I, if I was the director, I would say to Jesse Eisenberg, like, well, how do I play Lex Luthor? You're Mark Zuckerberg. Yes. You're not Mark Zuckerberg (laughs) pretending to be Lex Luthor. Just be Mark Zuckerberg. (laughs) There you go. Because that's basically who Lex Luthor is. Now There
0: there was a line that Jesse Eisenberg said as Lex Luthor that I was proud to see the villain saying Hmm. I've, I've got here. I figured out way back. If God is all powerful, he cannot be all good and if he is all good then he cannot be all powerful. I appreciate that coming out of the villain's mouth and not the hero's mouth. Mm-hmm.
2: Oh yeah, that he's, you know, disparaging this. And it was weird because it was like, well what is his motivation? He has this weird religious fixation or he's jealous of Superman. You just don't un- you just don't understand it. A better Lex Luthor villain mm-hmm. plan. And it's just a dumb plan and you can- and nobody can summarize what his plan is from Batman and Superman. It's impossible because it's a dumb plan. <laughs> A better plan, if you were going out, if you're Lex Luthor, is not to beat Superman by getting a monster to punch him. It's to get Superman to embarrass himself so people turn against him. And Lex Luthor already thought three steps ahead of that. Because that's... I mean, Superman has all these godlike powers. What can Lex Luthor do? Well, he's like one of the smartest people on Earth. That is what he can do. And is always beating Superman. And they just squandered it. But You alluded alluded to
1: Smallville. Have you... I guess, were you a Smallville fan or you just kind of reference
2: Oh, I watched some, that, was, that was a deep, that was back in the day for me. I, I saw some of it, but I, I mean there are 10 seasons I couldn't get they did trick me to, not trick me, they really lured me into the Flash <laughs> the Arrowverse crossover series because they brought right. Tom Welling into that the Arrowverse is an interesting one too. No, like, Tom that Welling's Booker Banzai, right?
0: I think so. He's just been Booker Banzai.
2: Yeah. <laughs> But um, the Arrowverse is the interesting, that is the error in the opposite direction where the Snyderverse goes to um, dark. The Arrowverse turns into just, they're not even, tr- it's just villain of the week, light right. and fluffy, just teen drama. Right. That was a hard one for me to see the, the downfall because my wife and I started watching, we started with Arrow season two. Then we watched season one. And then The Flash debuted the next season because Flash was introduced in Arrow 2. I think it was Arrow 2. I, mean, was there, I think it was Arrow 2, yeah, it's when Barry shows up. And then we started watching The Flash. And to me, the best seasons are Arrow Season 2 and Flash Season 1. And then it's just downhill after that. And it's, it's so... The stock is so low, it's unbelievable how bad it's gotten. Yeah. I don't, really? I don't even watch. I don't even watch. I don't even think I watch crossover. I tried
4: to get into it uh, with with Arrowverse, and I think I watched like the first season, and I was just like, of what? "I don't, I don't feel ne- uh, the Arrow, uh, yeah. Arrow." Just, I don't feel like I need to
2: continue this. You know? Yeah, it's it's an acquired taste. I, I thought they one and two, especially season two, they did a good job. The flashback storytelling was interesting. Um, I, I think that. They did a good job there. I think the Flash. I really gave them credit for. Um, who is the name of the guy who is um, plays Eobard Thawne in oh, season yeah. one? Ta- he's, he was also on. What was that Chuck? Whatever it was, yeah. Kavanaugh. Yeah. Tom Kavanaugh. I think it was Tom Kavanaugh. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The River whole season. Flash. Season one of the Flash. It. It, it, it was. It, what was really good about it was you had a great, you had the greatest villain, the Flash's greatest villain, the Reverse Flash, mm. and you knew he was bad at the beginning, but you couldn't quite figure out exactly why or what his motivation was, and that and that kept you moving through the season, even though a lot of the episodes were kind of predictable. Villain of the week, yeah, a little Archie. Yeah, that's the problem with the Flash is he's an incredibly overpowered character, so unless you really nerf him, it's hard. To, That's the joke. He's like, it's like, what happened? He got away. What do you mean he (laughs) got away? (laughs) In one of the seasons, you ran to China and back in four Mm -hmm. seconds. What do you mean he got away? So that, that, well, you have such an overpowered, it's like Superman. You have such an overpowered character. Yeah. You had to figure out his, the weakness for, you know, a villain to exploit. It's hard to, um, but with the, but with the reverse flash and what he was doing, I thought, I thought it was, um, It was just a good arc with with all of that. Uh, And then but then after that is it just became it became so repetitive when it's like you're stuck in a formula. That's when a lot of these shows like series go bad when Mm -hmm. it's just like the writers. It's the same with any like The Simpsons or anything else. The writers just say, oh, we've got the formula. We'll just slot in new things for the formula. But it's like, well, we can tell it's the same. You have a new villain, but it's the same story arc we've heard before. You got to try something new a little.
4: Marvel has has done a good job of doing something new with yes. series, yeah.
2: with the like, with the with the MCU with the films. Do they? Um, if they've learned from mistakes and they've allowed directors to have freedom to make different kinds of movies, and that's to their credit. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. yeah, and then when they launched into their series on Disney Plus with uh, Wandavision and Loki and uh, Falcon yeah. and the Winter Soldier and Hawkeye. Yeah yeah like I'm not going to talk about the last
2: two, but yeah. which is yeah. hard. yeah i didn't <laughs> I, I didn't watch Falcon and the Winter Soldier I'm like eh.
3: yeah <laughs> but I, we like talk Guy a I'm a much.
4: big fan of of Falcon as Captain America, yeah, right i I love that that concept I love that that that
2: line, right yeah but <sighs>
3: The
2: yeah, series just the kind series of felt like just, a waste of time. Yeah. Yeah. And Hawkeye, I was like, I want more Hawkeye
4: in my Hawkeye. Well, I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> we liked it, though. I, I can see that. I enjoyed
1: it as
2: was... a Christmas movie. Yeah.
1: You know? Wonder. So here's a conceptual question. I wonder if, you know, the Marvel stuff has been more successful because of the platform they have being acquired by Disney. And it just makes you think of a different analogy, but like, you know, they have a lot more resource, a lot more capital to be able to take risk in those ways. Um, whereas DC does not, right? They're more focused on just the the blockbuster movies they have to make. No, um, I but don't they know. They were taking
3: I, off before then, like I mean, they well, had no, taken well,
1: no, but I'm just thinking like another example was like totally different universe, right? But the show The Boys, uh, that was pitched to yeah. Sony years ago, right? And they tried their their darndest to make it work and they never could. Um, and then it was repitched to Amazon, which has mm-hmm. a lot more different resources and different approach. Right. They took it in. Yeah, they took an innovative approach and then it's more successful. So I'm wondering
2: freedom, though, when you do a series, you have freedom to do things like you couldn't make a WandaVision movie. It'd be too weird. People wouldn't go see it. But the series is weird, but it's enough where it's a niche to get people to get people into it. So I don't buy that, though, because Warner Brothers has deep pockets. They could have done a DC if they had. And what they should have done is they could have just started with Wonder Woman. You start a Wonder Woman that um, that paves the way. And uh, then you build up uh, other. And really, you start with start with that. And then because they learned their lessons the hard way, because then after that, you're right. I like Aquaman. I like Shazam. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Wonder yeah. Woman. I forget that Shazam's part of the DC. <laughs> I know because it feels crazy. like a totally different good. movie because they were allowed to take risks. It's not Mo- it's not yeah. the movie verse, but it's yeah, also it not good. Marvel as much either. So it's like they could have built up their own justice league by doing one character at a time, Mm -hmm. but they kind of jumped the gun. Yeah. And then tie everything together and then they could have done other things. I mean, this still might be on the table, but I think it'd be cool if they could do a Batman Beyond movie and have Michael Keaton as old Batman. And awesome. um that would I mean that's the obvious casting. I think they're thinking of that. Well, they're well, might I right. think they're sorry, they're gonna have Michael Keaton in The Flash, I think. and that in the, we still
0: oh, have right. Jack Nicholson and, and Dane DeVito around too, Right. <laughs> and, so, and that's that's, that's what I was gonna say. Here, like
4: right, Warner Brothers did a really good job with the, the Batman trilogy trilogy with Christian Bale,
0: right? Yes. Like just that Bell Kilmer that story.
2: was fantastic. At least like, they, the first they, two they, movies. But yeah, that's how...
0: The, yeah. the third the, yeah. is
2: a lot. I mean, it's just like Return of the Jedi. It happens in the third right. movie. Yeah.
4: Right. But yeah, the, like, but the, the, they, they built up support. Yeah. They got a following with those movies and, and they did a really good job. And then they threw it away. And then they <laughs> threw it away. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <You didn't laughs> <do you laughs> exactly. <with> huh? <laughs> I lived in the darkness. Um.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, and isn't that like, for me, the DC movies, a lot of times the villain like you've said, their motivation is a little like vague. And also like their actions seem not to have a coherent like like cause and effect. I don't know. For us or for me at least, when we'd be watching the DC movies, I'd be like, I don't totally understand why people are doing what they're doing.
2: Right. Yeah. that's vague, not so much of a
3: problem. Or it's
2: cliche. Like yeah, in, or it's cliche. Like or in, they're Justice just crazy. League. in Justice Legs, Justice League, Steppenwolf might have been could have been any CGI bad guy in a video game. Yeah. Right. Same goals, same look. The only mm-hmm. ones that are interesting, like the movies that we like, like think about it, you don't like Justice League, you don't like Batman versus Superman, but like Shazam, Aquaman. Suicide
0: and- Squad. Um, we haven't really talked about
2: that. Oh yet. yeah, let's. We'll that was that. the. Was- that's
4: the third one that I like. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
2: That I was going to mention earlier. Well, I've thought on that, but like, let's take like, Aquaman and um, Shazam it's like oh I can understand the villains Motivation here one Mm -hmm. one is a family One is a little bit like Black Panther it's a family Dynamic Mm -hmm. wanting to have royal control Blah 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 and then Shazam Is someone who's always had a bit of A uh, inferiority complex Who Mm -hmm. wants power because they've been They were bullied even as a small child Oh that's good I mean it's not groundbreaking Villain stuff right right suicide Squad's interesting are you talking about the original Suicide squad or the suicide Squad
0: the Harley,
2: still, the, uh, Will yeah, there, the
4: there var- are two the Margo Robbie, all right. Mar- Margot Robbie's in She's both, both them. Yeah. She's in both. Yeah. All right. So yes. I, I, I actually enjoyed both of them. Mm. Okay. Um, I would say that I probably enjoyed the first one more. Mm. Um, and the, the second one was, was, was fun, but it was also kind of, it was really kooky and out there. Oh <laughs> yeah! Know. Well, anytime you have bring brand starfish, Croc. yeah. Yeah,
2: exactly. But the <laughs> but first they, one, but I, they I wanted, really and enjoyed. that's the thing to make these movies. You have to kind of go for gold with, um, yeah, with all that. So,
4: and I think they did a did a, a a decent job of putting together a team of people that you don't really know, hmm. right? And, but they they didn't try to build up anybody's story really, and so it's just like here's this
2: team of people. Well, the movie why? was edited by a video, a, a movie trailer company. Yeah. Like you know, <laughs> okay, well that's that why happened. it feels so weird when you watch it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. And
3: well. I think with DC movies, for me at least, there's always kind of a feel of there's a lot of psychological issues. <laughs> like, like it just feels like everyone has psychological issues. And in Marvel, and and maybe that's relatable because we're humans and we have psychological issues. But it feels like. A lot <laughs> like i think like it's really just lazy writing. it's
2: stuff. lazy writing to be like oh well the bad guy's yeah. crazy that's he's why crazy he's...
3: <laughs> right but that's or like
2: it's... with marvel it's like that's why thanos is great he's not crazy he's just evil
3: right yep. and to me yep. marvel feels no, more like is. the culture of death versus the culture of life a lot of times that it's mm. it's not oh they're just insane it's like here's people who have bought into the idea that death is better than life or that or that there's the, too that many the humans means,
2: yeah that the the ends justify intrinsically evil means yep.
3: right Thanos What's, is
2: trying to achieve a good even if it's messy right? uh, killmonger that, is trying right. to achieve a good for people even if yep. it's going to require violence right yep. mm-hmm. um let's so, talk
0: about what would be between dc and marvel what is the more catholic conception oh, sure. of the universe the more pro-life um I would, I would love to hear what you have to say about that yeah
2: too. i don't well um it depends what you mean by by Catholic conception. When I try to think of like characters that are Catholic, the only ones I can really think of are from the Marvel universe. Uh, yeah, Too two more biggest more, to be like Daredevil sure. and Nightcrawler, mm-hmm. um, and they're done. uh they're done very well in in that regard. So, See, uh, like yeah. I think I was showing my kids the X Men animated series. Actually, they finished yeah. watching it all on them. Um, Love it. Class. Ben, I got out to Cal Dodd what. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so shout out to Cal
4: Dodd, uh, he was the voice of Wolverine in the animated series. We did an interview with him.
2: Oh, that's uh, awesome!
4: Yeah, it was, like, we, it was awesome. Did, uh, childhood uh, dream come true.
2: Hey, <laughs> bub!
4: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Exactly. We also uh, interviewed Chris Potter, who is Gambit, true. who's also Catholic.
2: I think he was a Canadian doing his best to do a Cajun accent. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yes, yeah, mon ami, there's <laughs> plenty of gators in the bayou. it's actually not that far off from yeah but but when i i showed the kids made i remember like 15 years ago i uh ordered on ebay bootlegged copies of those episodes yeah you couldn't find them forever no you you couldn't so i had the dvds and i was like guys check this out i actually have the old x-men animated series and then not all of them worked, but like, it was still enough. <laughs> and now they're, and now my kids, they, they blasted through uh, all of it in like, you know, mm-hmm. two weeks. Um But I, I thought that that was, it was neat to go back and watch it with them and, and talk to them about it. But there was the episode where they introduced Nightcrawler yep. and Wolverine's having a crisis of faith and Nightcrawler helps him to understand God's purpose. Like, why would God make me mutants? You know, why would he make mutants? It's like, eh? God has a plan for all of us slogan yeah you know it's just like it, but that was I mean I was like this, and I told my wife I was like, see this is the 90s when you can have an episode of Saturday morning cartoons that talks about God and you should believe right. in him now yep. it and just, you
4: have
0: Wolverine kneeling in front of a crucifix oh, yeah, final it was shot. Awesome. Oh, my gosh yeah and that, oh, that's
4: man. actually one of the things we talked with Cal Dodd about was that scene. Oh yeah I think that was I, his I, favorite that episode was, that was his favorite episode. yeah
2: wow. Yeah. That's really uh, now I'm geeking out you guys got the chance to uh, do that. I met when I was at Comic Con before the pandemic, I met Larry Houston, who was one of the uh yeah. producers on the show. And he yeah. was a super cool, super cool guy. It was nice. Yeah, we
0: regret him. not getting a chance to he was at that same Comic Con the other guys were at and we missed that one.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I think Marvel might take the uh the edge on that a little bit. It's interesting. Both Marvel and DC, like when you talk about like, cause it's hard cause DC has like the new gods. Marvel has celestials, but both Marvel and DC have a character that represents God. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forget which is which one of them is the one above all. And the other is, oh, what is the other one? Let's see, how can I not? So there's one above all that's Marvel. Yeah. I and that so. that's basically God or it represents mm-hmm. Stanley or Jack Kirby or, whatever (laughs) and then um the one the one in the presence it's the presence in dc so there we go i knew it was one above the one above all and the presence you know the idea is that even amongst all this there has to be one infinite creator of everything which both
3: of those names are like because the presence kind of sounds like he who is you know like
2: just or the bread,
0: of the, well, or, so the bread but of the presence.
2: I, yeah. but I like the bread one of the above presence. all because you think about God, he's a maximally great being. There's nothing greater than that. Yeah. Right, the right. So they're both all. accurate. Yeah. Yeah.
3: But the presence kind of feels a bit more Catholic to me. Maybe. I don't know.
2: Because a philosophical because we, theology, I like one above all. but Really? Because <laughs> yeah, I was because thinking like,
3: as Catholics, we see God as both above all, but also sure. so near. Yeah. You know, at the same time. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Sure. So I feel like that, a lot of things could have a presence, but there's only one that is a one. That's
3: above true.
2: Yeah. That's true. You're right.
3: But yeah.
2: together.
0: sure, Yeah. Crossover. Yeah. So, so yeah. I would I would argue that DC, uh, you know, maybe if we start with Superman, the Siegel and Schuster, they a, a somewhat more Jewish conception of their world. Um, Superman obviously very moses-like and being set adrift in the universe and oh so even though stan lee is jewish
2: i would oh yeah well the creators of superman yeah it was two um seagull Sh- and, and schuster Sh- they're 2 uh G- uh they're both jewish so it totally makes sense
0: and and lex luther was i think taken from a magazine about the Ubermensch you know yeah. it was it was but you know, then on the other side, you have Magneto, um, you know, oh, as yeah. a survivor. Uh, yeah, I, I love the the Jewish roots of, mm-hmm. of both the, the...
2: well, X Men, especially, it is very poignant in that it talks about, you know, how human beings are cruel to those who are different. And so, I do appreciate that and the elements, and the fact yeah. that Magneto and Professor X are they are paralleled to Martin Luther King Jr. and Malcolm X yep. that both of them have valid points in their struggle for civil rights yeah. that both you know they both make valid points in their different approaches so yeah. I do appreciate that more relatable social commentary uh in the comics uh and I think that's, that's I why want.
4: X-Men X-Men is my favorite like mm. by far I love X Men. The, the movies obviously aren't as good as the uh, as the rest of the MCU. It's not. Well, I they really got the give credit. X Men. You got to give credit where credit's due. They were like kicking it off before it was even kicked off.
2: We won't talk about Blade, but you know after Blade, <laughs> no, <yeah>. which, <laughs> correct, correct. Which is good. But it was really it was that 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 started the ball rolling. Was yeah. was them and X Two is a super good movie. Oh,
4: yeah. I I enjoyed them all. Like I, I'll go back and watch them at least once a year. Right? I can't watch X Three i do it i do it just to get it was, through it uh, <laughs> I think
0: x-men the animated series is still the best version of the phoenix saga that we have
4: oh yeah I, oh absolutely oh, by no far. Doubt. no by doubt. far the the phoenix saga is, i saw so I, I back back in high school i got the uh the digital version of the first 40 years of x-men and it yeah. like i just i loved it i just kind of yeah breeze right through it and the phoenix saga is incredible and so i was really angry whenever they messed it up not they once. messed it up twice but twice, yeah. twice yeah. they yeah.
0: still
4: yeah. couldn't they kind of get the it the same
3: right. way didn't they like it's kind of similar
4: <laughs> Yeah,
0: it <she> kills <laughs> professor yeah. x versus killing uh, they
2: still yeah because that was what was that what was the name of that recent one they had the girlfriend game of thrones and they did it oh X's. um uh,
3: was that that was an apocalypse was it no
2: no no I thought of, I liked, or, the or buckling, is it just Phoenix, so. or what was? I, I thought I, it was I, Phoenix, Phoenix, or something. I like can't that. even remember what it was called. I didn't go see it. Once again, I can't waste my time on bad movies. What yeah. made that movie even worse was uh, that oh, they yeah. reshot and redid the whole third act because the original plan was for the Phoenix to go in space and destroy all the alien ships from the um, the know, Shi'ar. What was sure, the yeah. Shi'ar? It was just whoever. And then they realize, oh, never mind. Captain Marvel already did it. So we'll yeah. put <laughs> him on a train. Grown. I'm like, oh, come come on. Come See, on. and
4: that that's like Phoenix. Dark Phoenix. Dark Phoenix. Dark that's Phoenix, what it was called. Actually. Dark Phoenix. Oh, um, dark, uh. Phoenix is such a powerful character oh. in, in the comics. Like just incredibly powerful. And, and I, I actually enjoy it. So you mentioned Captain Marvel. So uh, I love the Captain Marvel comics. I think yeah. Carol Danvers is an incredible character. I cannot. They did a good stand. job with her
2: in um I liked her little appearance in What If. And, uh yeah, when she asked yeah, that's was, that's she, that's Captain Marvel. <laughs> yeah, it's like let's see you just punch a super powerful guy into the center yeah. of a planet. And then make some kind of smart A remark, right? Yeah, that's like, good. good. Can we, and then yeah. it's just like, oh, you had to make it. You had well, to have Brie Larson and all her nonsense. Yeah, right. And it's just uh, what I am just sick of is just this idea like, well, just because you don't like strong female protagonists. Oh, that's yeah. what you don't. That's what you but don't we like. I loved
3: it. Wonder Woman.
2: <laughs> uh, no, yeah. I like one. Well, Wonder you only, only like female protagonists that. The male gaze, of course, you love Wonder Woman. My wife would say, Of course, you love Wonder Woman. <laughs> I remember on Father's Day when it came out, I told her, Oh, me and the guys are gonna go see a superhero movie. She's like, Okay, I'm like, Oh, I went and saw Wonder Woman. She's like, What you went and saw Wonder Woman? I'm like, What's well, a superhero movie? <laughs> yeah, but no, <laughs> it doesn't like I'll give you an example like Ripley from Aliens mm-hmm. or Sarah Connor in Terminator. They're not like a stereotypical model
1: no, or anything like that,
2: all. but mm-hmm. they are a very strong, relatable female protagonist and sigourney
0: weaver is like very motherly in
2: Alien. yes so she's feminine but without it's not like stereotypical you know
3: it's not weak sauce feminine no it's 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 not strong
2: it's like i can it's kind of like i see this sometimes in the catholic world and i worry about this that some catholic speakers and personalities like they get obsessed with like talking about masculinity all the time Like, what does it mean (laughs) to be a Catholic man? And here's I'm smoking my cigars and I'm doing all this and I'm being manly. (laughs) You know what? Actually, when you're really when you're masculine, you don't have to talk about that. I think somebody Mm -hmm. asked me once, like, what do you do to to develop your masculinity? I'm like, nothing.
3: i be a man. (laughs) I'm just a man.
2: And (laughs) I'm a good I'm a good father and husband. I'm not so worried worried about it. I have to project it all the time because nice. I'm quite calm. Comp- and so I see like in these movies, you have the character, the female protagonist who's worried about being feminine in the political correct way. They become Mary Sue's. That's the problem that it's like, Oh, well we can't have it, like, it's weird in captain Marvel. It's like her flaw is supposed to be like, she's too emotional, but then it's like when the wrong actress for that. Right. But then like <laughs> when in the movie, she she's wooden throughout the entire, in- Entire thing. It's like you couldn't actually show her getting emotional and crying about something because then, oh, she's a stereotypical emotional woman. Mm -hmm. So then there's like this weird thing you have in modern movies you have a female protagonist and she has to be perfect because if she had a flaw, then that would be, oh, you're stereotyping women. No, just get that's why Wonder Woman works because her flaw is naivety. That is her flaw in Mm -hmm. Wonder Woman. She's naive. And they blew that in the last act. Uh, of one, Wonder-, Wonder Woman is great until the third act, and then it's just another forgettable CGI fight. And she defeats Ares, whatever his name is,
0: tanks around or whatever.
2: Yeah, they- and she defeats him because she's the whole time she's like, "It's Ares." And she has a weird Israeli accent. It's supposed <laughs> to be like the mascara. It is Ares. He's he's controlling them to fight each other, and I have to stop him. Uh. And it's like, <laughs> no, they're just bad people, and and it's like actually world war ii was caused by the darkness in human hearts there's good people and bad people and then she beats them up and all the guys like seem like they're good now like the germans or whatever i was like what the (laughs) whole whole point was that she got duped because she's she's naive about these things Mm -hmm. and that's a good weakness and then you drop the ball but it made it further than other dc movies so
0: (laughs) and and speaking of great Female actresses in in Marvel. That would be the only reason Spider Man is not relatable is because Aunt May is Marissa Tomei. <laughs> That's right. not fair, you know. That Aunt is not a geriatric anymore. I she,
2: know, right? I love <laughs> that they play that for jokes. They're just yeah. like, oh, hi, Aunt May. I give <laughs> or them credit. Should we in no say way- that
3: it was Aunt May? What? Not that. Oh! <laughs>
0: that's my cousin uh, Scott
3: hasn't seen spider-man no way home yet oh yeah don't
0: know yeah.
2: <laughs> right? so, right? I'm glad started. you said that because I mean was no no,
3: no drop all the spoilers he had <laughs> oh yeah man. this is on no. you.
2: I'm sorry I'm just mm-hmm. kidding no I'll be good he's but trying will, to blame Exodus just 90s just that, but
0: yeah I'm completely pulling my Exodus 90 blame card on that.
2: without without spoilers no way home is a v- great movie because in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, that is the first time we see Spider Man. Mm-hmm. That is the first time we see Spider-Man.
1: Not Spider Man, not Spider
2: Boy, not Spider Boy, not Spider High School pig, Student,
1: <laughs> <laughs> or Spider Pig. Yeah, right.
2: <laughs> spider Pig. Uh, he's Spider. It doesn't. You, you don't get that till the end of the film, really. But it's like, yeah. oh, this is Spider Man. Very good, and that's and that's where it's where it's done right in that regard. Yeah.
4: Which actually the, I haven't seen it satisfying. either.
1: I haven't seen it either, but it it kind of pulls back to we just watched Far From Home. And mm-hmm. that's like part of the theme in that movie, too, is he he's not confident in himself. No. Right. No. Like he falls prey to someone else convincing him that Mysterio. they're more worthy of the the gift that Tony. He didn't him, even
3: right? he didn't even try to convince him. He just sort of convinced himself yeah. and then was like, right. here, take
1: I'm right. pretty sure Taylor Swift wrote a, a
0: song about Mysterio doing that to Spider-Man. <laughs> right. Right, uh, there was Jake Gyllenhaal, right? I'm not yeah, Jake
3: yeah. Gyllenhaal. Okay. Yeah. Is it Gyllenhaal?
2: I think it's Gihuenhall. <laughs> There's like a Gill- video online. Maggie, like, how was but... your last name pronounced? This G-Hughan Hall
0: It's Homer Hickam, right? <laughs> I've been that's right. He should have stopped it at October Sky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so should Laura Dern. But anyway, that's a Star Wars reference.
3: One it, one last thing with the femininity thing was that. I as a woman felt like that scene in um Endgame where all the women just kind of stop what they're doing and all come yeah. together. You know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah. Where I, I was like women Avengers, She's assemble. got help. <laughs> to me it was like this is so offensive because oh, yeah. like right. a woman can't handle it unless all the other women just stop fighting and band around her collectively and defend her. Like I mean, her-
2: I'll give them it's a cool scene, I'll give them that. But you're right, it's like it was. Wait. It
3: just felt forced.
2: It felt a little forced.
3: Yeah. But and at apparently least that was the toned down version because people. Yeah, thought it was, it was too a toned forced.
4: down version. Oh, but gosh. like it wasn't gonna be. The, yeah. Like, how did they all end up in the same spot during this huge battle? And they just all stopped doing what they were doing and just hey, let's go yeah. do this instead. Yeah, right. It was just forced. and they were all free to do that. It was, like,
3: it, it was like. It was like supposed to be female solidarity, but to me, it it felt more like. I don't know. It felt more like that women need something that men don't, you know, that women need like a whole football team to get it done.
1: It's their intuition. They knew they needed They knew. You're right. (laughs) You're right. Yeah.
3: They were they're connected. (laughs) And they all knew.
0: They're in sync. (laughs) Oh, in sync. Those are
4: basically girls too. Oh yeah. no 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 no! <laughs> we don't of, we <laughs> don't diss in sync in this joint.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to uh, see between DC and Marvel the best rogues gallery, the weirdest villain. I wanted to um see oh, what.
4: Oh sure.
3: I think DC is definitely going to have the weirdest villain if I had to.
4: Uh, Marvel's go got some pretty weird list. ones out there. I don't
3: know. Um, I mean, Thanos is basically just Planned Parenthood.
0: And, um, <laughs> Man. In the
2: comics, he went around in the Thanos, special Thanos helicopter. <laughs> did he? And, he did. The comics, Thanos.
4: Thanos now, we, we have to acknowledge the comics. Thanos is
2: completely different from the MCU. Thing. Oh, he's a joke. He's a joke in the comics. Yeah. <laughs> they did a good job adapting it uh, to make him yeah. actually... Um, his, his is
3: motivation a, is different right his, his motivation
2: is completely in the there. comics yeah. he, he tries to end all life to impress the personification of lady yeah, death, of death. Yeah,
0: mistress Devil. yep and
2: it actually is a competition between him
4: and um i say it's a competition they're both trying to impress lady death it's him and um wow that guy i'm, I'm not it's not daredevil it's the other one that deadpool deadpool <laughs> yeah which Deadpool. we haven't
3: talked about at all
4: which we have right. yeah so Deadpool...
3: apparently
0: deadpool's a lapsed catholic just well to... i was gonna
3: say i think deadpool's the most catholic movie of all <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: yeah the second one in particular
2: oh <laughs> man no. yeah i don't the like best or weirdest could... rogues gallery um i don't know there's so many iconic villains in each i feel like the edge though is gonna have to go to um, I, I might want to give it to DC. I don't know. But you have Lex Luthor, you have someone like Darkseid, who I think Darkseid is like a million times more menacing than Thanos. Um, I think
0: Batman's Rogues Gallery. I mean, just not, if you pick yeah, for... if you pick a
2: rogues gallery for one hero, yeah, like yeah. that is the most iconic rogues gallery to yeah, me. Like iconic. people can remember not... the Joker, Riddler, Two Face, and they're all just weird and bizarre and I mean, yeah, but well, wouldn't the best rogues gallery actually be like
4: rogue? Stop it, <laughs> the worst.
2: What's <laughs> well, hard about that? That's where X Men. I almost wish they didn't have rogue in the X Men movies because, like, if she doesn't steal Captain Marvel's powers, she's just kind of a liability. Yeah, you,
0: like, quit the, touching people, the, the, rogue.
2: yeah, quit touching people. I mean, that's <laughs> the, that's the like, hard thing. I could see you putting her on a fighting team because. I mean, if you trained her in in hand-to-hand combat Mm -hmm. and weapons and you had a member of your team who can steal the powers of someone else, if you're fighting as a team, that is a good member to deploy. You'll need to give them protection. Mm -hmm. But the fact that they can disable the powers of another opponent, that's huge. But like, you know, it's like she's supposed to be the member of the team. And it's just like, I remember, I think it was like X3 or something where like she's in the danger room and she like steals Colossus's powers. So she doesn't get hurt. I'm like, that's, that's not how you should be using the team. Right. She (laughs) tried
0: to do that to apocalypse and gets fried. Yeah. Well that
2: happens in the comics too. When she tries to, from, Mm -hmm. from certain people can't absorb it, but yeah, I don't know. I think, I think probably the Batman rogues gallery, I don't know. It's almost Shakespearean. I I
4: really do hope that's how they introduce Rogue into the Marvel universe though. Uh, they that they, they reintroduce her by her taking Brie Larson's. <laughs> she powers. puts Brie Larson <laughs> <in> a
2: coma. <laughs> think, one
4: can hope. Fingers crossed. She
0: one can hope.
2: You're out of
0: business. Right. So oh, I, man. if we were to do the weirdest DC villain, we had talked about Mitsiplick or whatever his name is.
2: Oh uh, yeah, Mister Mixius Pitlick, uh, the the fifth dimensional imp that tortures Superman.
0: And is is that the one that Superman has to say his name backwards?
2: Yes, he's, he's, there. Okay. Is a great run called uh, Emperor Joker, or it's like I think it's Emperor Joker, and that that's a great one to show like those the crazy bad guys. Yeah. In it, the Joker, so Mister Mixes Spitlick is a fifth dimensional being, so he has almost reality warping powers. It's almost godlike what he can do. That he can change things, manipulate reality. And he, Superman he has to trick him. He basically did what Wanda did to yeah. herself. Yeah, basically, he can just do that, and he's a trickster more. And so he, if Superman says his name backwards, it sends him back to the fifth dimension, and so he's always having to do that. In Emperor Joker, Mrs. Pitlick gets tired of teasing Superman and goes after the Joker, but the Joker tricks Mrs. Pitlick into saying his secret fifth-dimensional or imp name. And that allows, like, he was planning, oh, Mitzi plan was to give the Joker 1% of his powers to see, like, what craziness the Joker would do. But the Joker tricks him into keeping 1% of his powers and giving 99% of them to the Joker. Oh, wow. And so then the comic series opens with Superman in prison, and he has no idea what's going on. And he keeps escaping. And Bizarro always finds him and puts him back in prison. And he's like, what in the world is going on? And it turns out the Joker, uh, he just kills Batman every day because he can. Uh, and he does whatever he wants. And Superman's trying to find a way to team up and mix his Spitlick to um, resolve. But the Joker does crazy stuff. Like he just decides to eat all the people of China in a giant Chinese food box just because he can.
3: That's That's what I can't get with with DC is it all just feels kind of, demented crazy i don't know i like
2: when it gets over the top gets <laughs> ah, I, I think know. it's a
3: personality thing that's not my personality
2: <laughs> oh the other okay. thing about marvel um marvel you're like what's more catholic uh someone asked me this in an episode recently on a li- live stream like is it okay that dr doom uses the nails from christ's crucifixion in his armor to fight vampires you know hey. it's like that's that's over the top too i'm like well yeah you're recognizing that he's um well kitty right, pride right.
0: who always wears the star of david used that to repel uh dracula i think at, at some point which that's a yeah. little bit of a of a um stretch maybe but is because she had this um authentic genuine faith
3: right that they're acknowledging like the legitimacy on some level of
4: of the this, power of faith of these things power. yeah yeah,
3: yeah. And I mean, I feel like the MCU has gotten away from really any religious themes since or not maybe themes, but like any overtly religious yeah. lines or people since that line in the first Avengers movie about there's only one God and he doesn't I, dress like that.
2: I know. I love that um, line. And That's the end but, of that. But.
3: Yeah. But there's mm-hmm. like an abundance of pro-life lines. Like I'm on the side of life, you know, you don't and- a
0: trade in lives.
3: Yeah, we don't trade in lot. Li- like, there's a million. I mean, I guess not a million. There's a bunch of <laughs> pro life lines.
0: Thank you for nerding out with us, the Catholic Nerds. This has been Scott Smith,
4: Mary Reed, Cody Reed,
2: Colby Allen, and Trent and Horn.
0: If you like today's episode,
3: become a premium subscriber at our Patreon page and get access to member only content.
0: For more information, visit TrentHornPodcast.com.
4: Bom boom boom